You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me with Alicia Watson. I am so excited to have you here today. I'm excited for another episode. I'm excited for another Monday. Uh, Monday is typically my longest day. And then the rest of the week, it's like smooth sailing. So I'm ready to get this day out the way. I am excited for this episode because I think it will really help not just me, but a lot of people that may listen to this podcast because uh, you're like me, duh. And um, I want to release you from this perspective on people pleasing. First and foremost, that it's super negative and that it's something to feel bad about yourself about. But instead, I really want to give it some perspective um, because it's something that I had to really evaluate for myself. Not only if it's in and of itself a bad thing, but why I might be taking on this particular personality trait or a particular characteristic. So a while back, I was scrolling my timeline and I came across this dope quote that read, do it from love and not for love. And of course, I shared it because it was perfectly suited to describe the road that I am on right now. Earlier in the season, I talked about how I discovered that I kind of have a codependency on people finding value in me because of what I did and how I showed up for them, even if it was to my own detriment. And I have to be careful with that. You know, being dependable and supportive can quickly turn into being a people pleaser, doing things so that people will love you and not because you love them. Even worse, being this way can cause you to take your lead from people when it comes to loving yourself. And I know that's been the case for me. And my whole health journey over the past few years has leaned heavily into being versus doing and understanding and agreeing with the fact that I am loved and lovable simply because I exist. It's not easy to stay in that mindset though. The lie that's developed that I have believed, it developed over three decades after all. And so sometimes I fall back into the trap of holding on and hanging on and putting myself in a bind so that I don't disappoint others. Which again, is not bad in and of itself, but it can become something that's dangerous if we don't keep it under control. We hear over and over again nowadays that the word no is a complete sentence. I believe that, and yet I will still have anxiety about saying it. It's so uncomfortable to disappoint people, especially when you're a person who truly wants the best for everybody and you find your own value and how good of a person you are perceived to be. But in reality, that perception is not reality. And if you are doing it for love instead of from love, technically, it's manipulation. This is problematic for me because one of my core values is authenticity. I always want to be authentic and I want to always be authentic. I want the people around me to be authentic and I want them to feel comfortable with being who they truly are around me. As a recovering perfectionist, I've learned to embrace the fact that none of us are good. None of us are perfect. And that actually gives me freedom. 
Because if I truly love these people and if they truly love me, the vulnerability that I have been working on developing requires me to feel comfortable with being who I truly am around them. And that's what we should all be aiming to be. The version of ourselves that God has designed us to be the truest, most courageously bold, authentic versions of us. And so what that means for me is that I have to be able to say no. I have to feel secure enough in the relationships that I have to make mistakes and I have to be able to have boundaries and I have to have a reasonable expectations of the people that I'm in relationship with to respect those boundaries. And I find that those are the realest, most authentic, bombest and most balanced relationships that I have, which is what I want. Like truly, when I dig down deep, what do I want? Who do I want in my life? It's not necessarily what they have to offer me, but that they accept me for who I am as I accept them for who they are. Because sometimes I find that's one-sided. Sometimes I'm afraid to show up as who I am fully to make those mistakes, to be this imperfect being with fear that they might reject me, which is what led me to realize that the people-pleasing aspect of it is really a safety mechanism, right? I don't want to be rejected and so I show up and I do things and I'm available and I'm supportive and I'm dependable so that people will love me and find value in me. But that's not necessarily the right way to be aligned in relationship, which is why it starts with me. So maybe you're like me and you're done with being a people pleaser. Real talk, I don't think there is anything wrong with being a people pleaser, so to speak. I think it is a good quality to have to think of others and show up for them. It's good to be considerate of their feelings and be gracious, merciful, and compassionate towards them. In a lot of ways, we are God's hands and feet on earth and our interactions with people are often the only Bible that they will experience, right? They're not gonna pick up the Bible, they're not gonna go to church. It's what sets us apart, the way that we treat people, the way that we love people, the way that we interact with people. It's uncommon and therefore we're easily more identifiable as Christian. So I don't think it's our job as Christians to run around all disagreeable and all judgmental and so focused on our church and religious activities that we forget to serve and mingle with others outside of the four walls of the church. But I think people pleasing becomes problematic when it causes you to question your beliefs, when it causes you to question your judgment and when it sends you running in circles because you're trying to align with everyone else's opinions and not rock the boat. I think it's problematic when it stops you from speaking up for or doing what you know and feel is right in your heart. I think it's problematic when you use it as a safety net to manipulate others into liking you, not harming you, accepting you, and or not rejecting you. I think it's problematic when you form your identity around people pleasing or being needed, which is something a lot of mothers struggle with when their kids leave the nest. And most of all, I think it's problematic when people's pleasure or displeasure with you determines whether or not you love or reject yourself. For the longest time, I wanted to have people around me who cared about me enough to encourage me to respect my own boundaries, even if it meant that they wouldn't get what they wanted from me. Because let's be honest, this personality type invites narcissists and people who will center themselves in their story and yours. People who will try to make you feel guilty if you do what's best for you or who have no problem with you falling apart to keep them together. Some don't even realize that they're doing it because their focus is on themselves so much that they don't even stop to think about you, which is why you must stop to think about you. 
It's why you must set boundaries and reinforce the truth in your mind and heart about who you are. You are not a bad person if you don't operate from a deficit to keep other people happy, but you will become a broken person if you don't take time to refill your cup apart from people so that you can do what you do from a place of love and not to secure their love. You cannot make people love you. It's better to show up for others with love already in your tank and even better to be able to show up and pour out from an overflow of love that's in your tank. Because as the rapper Lecrae said, if you live for people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection. You can become so depleted, so thirsty, that it begins to have a physical implications on you. Stress, depression, anxiety, fear, hopelessness, feeling like you're stuck to the point that you're making yourself sick. No, 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 no. We should form and maintain a baseline, solid in stone understanding of our value independent of others' thoughts and opinions about us. Because if not, you will always do it for love and not from love. So how do we do it from love? Well, that's what I've been working on. I don't have all the answers yet and I, I'm not exactly well practiced. You know, even as recently as last week, I had to make a decision to help myself that I knew would disappoint others. And I struggled so hard to just say it. I mean, I typed and retyped this message. I asked my husband to look at it and then I left it sitting unsent for hours, just staring at it. But I sent it which is progress for me because people pleasing for me in the past has included choosing what others want over what I know that I need. And what I know is that right now, this for me is a season of rest and recuperation to refill my own cup and reset my belief system so that I can show up with awareness, constantly embracing that I cannot serve to masters. I trust God more than any man or woman and even more than myself. And it's easy to say that, but in practice, when you're staring down the barrel of the gun, so to speak, when you're staring down the no that you have to hand out to people, like it's hard, it's hard to pull that trigger or this is a bad metaphor, but you know what I'm saying? It's harder to, it's easier said than done, but I know I must do it. And so I set my sights on pleasing him first. And sometimes it's really a struggle because the direction I feel him leading me in at times will mean that I have to choose between what he wants and what others want for me. I have to choose his will over even what feels like love to me, which is why I think the greatest commandment went in that order to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind, which is the greatest commandment. And it's the most important commandment. And then the second in this order is to love your neighbor as yourself. So you're loving God first, then you're loving your neighbor as you love yourself, which means that it's like love God, love yourself, then love your neighbor. You have to understand how to love yourself appropriately before you can love on someone else. If I don't find my identity in the Lord first, if I don't feel secure in his love for me, then I will seek a feeling of love from others and my appearance of love for them will not be loving them as I love myself, but loving them so that I can love myself. It's a small but important distinction. My form of people pleasing benefits me more than it benefits them and it dilutes my service. But if I start with God's love, love that didn't even require me to change, 
in that he gave his son over to death while I was yet a sinner, then I can accept his love and reciprocate that love with service and devotion to God first and foremost. From my love from him and then my understanding of his love for me, can I then show up for others and love them as I love myself? From there, I can love them as God loves them from a space of compassion and overflow, having something to give rather than something to gain. Paul described my current mood perfectly in Galatians 1 and 10, where he says, does this sound as if I'm trying to win human approval? No, indeed. What I want is God's approval. Am I trying to be popular with people? If I were still trying to do so, I would not be a servant of Christ. Listen, I am not trying to serve two masters. That is impossible. So if my no upsets someone, but it is aligned with where God is taking me, I have to be okay with that. If people disagree with my point of view or my beliefs, it would be silly for me to conform to theirs to keep peace between us while at the same time disappointing God. If I follow that first and greatest commandment and love God with all my heart, mind, and soul, then no one else's opinions or perspective should be able to shake that. Peace between us doesn't matter then. Not to say that I'm on some war path or actively seeking to offend, but if I am given an assignment and I complete it in obedience, I am only responsible for my actions and not people's reactions. I have to keep returning to this. This is something that I say to myself like almost daily because it's true, but in my heart, I have not come to like fully trust and believe it. What I say is I am safe and secure in God. And I love Proverbs 29, 25 that says, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. He has not rejected me. He will never leave me, nor will he forsake me. So I don't have to fear any man or woman leaving me or forsaking me either. Yet, if they do, that doesn't end my life or change who I am or what I've been called to do. I know many people are afraid to walk in their calling because it looks different than what people expect of them. It looks different than what they would agree with or accept from them. I know other people who make career choices based on people's expectations for them. They buy a house they can't afford to shape people's perceptions and opinions of them. They stay in places and in relationships for far too long so that people won't be disappointed in them. They constantly worry about what someone else will think or say or how they will feel without taking time to assess how much that yes actually costs them. How much it costs them in peace and contentment and finances and in the most valuable resource, time. A quote that I read said, the only thing wrong with trying to please everyone is that there's always at least one person who will remain unhappy, you. And it's true. You would hope that people would care about what you want or need, but that's just not how people are wired. And we'll keep changing what we do and think to please those people. And in the end, it will cost us. One of my favorite Aesop's fables is the man, the boy, and the donkey. A man and his son were once going with their donkey to market. As they were walking along by its side, a countryman passed them and said, you fools, what is a donkey for but to ride upon? So the man put the boy on the donkey and they went on their way. But soon they passed a group of men, one of whom said, see that lazy youngster? He lets his father walk while he rides. 
So the man ordered his boy to get off and got on himself. But they hadn't gone far when they passed two women, one of whom said to the other, mm, shame on that lazy lout to let his poor little son trudge along. Well, the man didn't know what to do, but at last he took his boy up before him on the donkey. By this time they had come to the town and the passers-by began to jeer and point at them. The man stopped and asked what they were scoffing at. The men said, aren't you ashamed of yourself for overloading that poor donkey of yours and your hulking son? <sighs> the boy and the man got off and tried to think what to do. They thought and they thought till at last they cut down a pole, tied the donkey's feet to it, and then raised the pole and the donkey to their shoulders. They went along amid the laughter of all who met them till they came to the market bridge when the donkey, getting one of his feet loose, kicked out and caused the boy to drop his end of the pole. In the struggle, the donkey fell over the bridge and his forefeet being tied together, he was drowned. That'll teach you, said the old man who had followed them. Please all and you will please none. So good, right? Please all and you will please none, including yourself. If you're trying to please everyone, if you're changing what you do, changing what you think, instead of just going to market, like their goal was to go to market, that was it. But along the way to their destination, so many people's thoughts, words, laughter, conversations, gossip, advice, influenced them to detour, to make the journey harder, made the journey longer. And in the end, they lost more than they gained. So my advice is to focus on pleasing one, God. Trust him and trust his love for you. Love yourself and from that healthier space, love others. You are loved and there are people who are pleased with you simply because you exist. Not because of what you do, not because of what you say, just because you exist. There are people who will love you for who you are even if you never do another thing for them. There are people who can respectfully disagree with you without dismissing you. There are people who are resourceful enough to get their needs met elsewhere if you decide to say no and they won't hold that against you. And you know how I know? Because you're probably one of these types of people to other people. Trust that there are people in the world that can show up for you if you show up as yourself. So whatever you do, do it from love, not for love. Show yourself respect and people will follow suit. But do not depend on people to stand up for you against themselves. It won't happen, or at least it won't happen often. Set appropriate boundaries and enforce them. Be kind and compassionate within reason and with limits and don't push yourself past your own boundaries to prove your worth. Your worth is indisputable. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I hope you take something from it. I hope that it helps you to navigate the week a little bit better. If you're like me, I would love to hear from you. Reach out to me on Instagram at the Alicia Watson. Leave me a DM, comment on a post, something. Let me know you're there. If you know someone that's like us, share this episode with them. And please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and, and share. I pray that you have a wonderful week. And I will see you here again next Monday. Okay, bye.